0: doors and assist exhibitors and visitors at the fair on friday june 19th we need help setting up from 9 a.m to 6 p.m on saturday june 20th we need help from 7 a.m to 6:45 p.m and on sunday june 21st from 9:45 a.m to 9 p.m this event takes place at the craneway pavilion at 1414 harbor way in richmond and it's an opportunity for you to attend as kpfa's guest and thanks for working a three-hour shift at the fair If you'd like to sign up for a shift, call Felix at 510-848-6767 extension 629 or email volunteer at kpfa.org. We appreciate your help and hope to see you there. And you are listening to 94.1 FM KPFA here in Berkeley and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno and online at kpfa.org. It is now 3.01 p.m. Stay tuned for a Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a room in school. get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in love. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is Tuesday, May the 26th, 2015. Pretty little May. I've been gone on the last two Tuesdays, and I spent... Most of my time on my back balcony up there on the third floor, I have nine count them, nine huge trees they're almost up to the sixth floor there i never I never imagined I would have so much um uh, what is that so much uh forest in my old age it's so so beautiful to watch all that green sway and bend in the wind i I try to read out there, but lately I just watch the the uh, critters, the birds. I was going to get a hummingbird's feeder, but someone told me I'd be sorry, you know, kind of the guano. But I read in Harper's Magazine this month that birds may uh, have uh, self-consciousness just like us. I don't know, those crows, those crows uh, on my back balcony. If they were self-conscious, I think they'd stop all that uh, vulgar, vulgar stuff. I, I made a list, I did, I made a list of television shows, and I thought I should really, you know, deconstruct this stuff and try to show what it does to the souls of young people, the psyches, you know. And then I thought, no, it's too much trouble. Everybody knows all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I will try. Maybe I will go after Game of Thrones next week. That's a total fantasy. So, of course, they can do anything they like. And Game of Thrones does have Diana Rigg and, uh, let's see, Jonathan Price. A couple of old folks that I know. Oh. Uh, uh, that show, this, I don't know, if you could keep up with it, you're better than I am. Uh, I count at least five different threads, you know, uh, each one with its cast of characters. Uh, Anyway, I did make a list, just a list of the ones I thought were worth a look, because some people actually have asked me just recently what was good on TV. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I know we're supposed to we're supposed to sneer at KPFA here on. Uh, uh, we're supposed to sneer it at, at uh, television here on KPFA. I think that's that's a little bit silly, a little stuffy of us. I think uh, what we need to do is try to find the doll, even on TV. Uh, we're stuck. We're stuck with that luminous box that's going to be there. Forever. Uh, Anyway, there's uh, Queen Latifah in Bessie. Uh, Some folks like that. Uh, It's about uh, Bessie Smith back in the 1920s, you know. Uh, She died at the age of 43. Um, I don't think, uh, well, uh, most of the Anglophiles I know like a show called Outlander. It's history all about Scotland in the 18th century, Uh, there's a woman, the central character, she's a time traveler, she starts out in uh, England in 1945, and then she goes and hangs out with some women up there by the standing stones, and (laughs) whoops, she's whisked off to Scotland back 200 years, it's kind of it's kind of fun, I just, I just like the, uh, I just like the look of the thing, uh, Scotland I didn't know so much about, uh, there are a couple of Irishmen in it, anyway, the sitcoms, uh, not much there, I think happy-ish and black-ish, uh, people like them, happy-ish is new age, new age cynicism, Uh and blackish is a spin on african american uh, lifestyles uh my only favorite i think is nurse jackie uh it's getting to be a soap opera mostly but when it started out it was a real send up of the medical establishment and of course of medical insurance companies uh but you know, it, it showed all the ways in which the nurses have to take care of everything in the hospital and that the doctors have to be led around by the nose. And just recently, they've acquired a new doctor, uh, head of surgeries, moved down to the ER, to the emergency room. And he's delightful. He's the guy that used to play Monk. You remember Monk, that hilarious show in which the uh, detective... <laughs> suffers from uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Anyway, uh, when I give up and just need to be soothed, I watch Animal Planet, at least until I get wiped out by the suffering uh, of critters, you know. Uh, I just love Animal Planet. It's so educational. I keep thinking I wish I had a child there so we could talk about... uh, how we are animals and all the ways in which we anthropomorphose animals too. You know, everybody thinks their dog is their child, all that nonsense. Anyway, my most favorite, my most in well, most of my enthusiasm I say for a show called Vikings. It's on the History Channel. And I wait until it's on uh on demand so that I don't have to see any commercials, damn it. Uh Vikings is such a tr- I, I, lately, I've seen nothing but, uh, you know, uh, the Italian Renaissance and Elizabethan England, but the Vikings. 792, 94 A.D. How about that? 8th century Scandinavia. Oh, sagas, epics. I, I really get into that because... You know, I think of all the books and stories I've read, Uh, Greenlanders, and, uh, oh, um, Kirsten Lovren's Daughter, there's so many, Uh, somehow or another, I, I think, what is it, I think my race memory is better on the Vikings than on any other European crowd, and... Uh, What is so special is that there is some blood and guts, I think some people will object, because there's a lot of battles, but what I like is that they, you know, they're they're berserkers, they go absolutely nuts because they want to get into Valhalla. In the uh, opening couple of episodes in Vikings, a Christian priest is captured in England and brought back to uh, Scandinavia, where uh, he is able to... Just the word uh well he kind of meshes with the Vikings uh at one point they're going to sacrifice him to their gods and the Viking priest looks at him good and he says, No, 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 no. You still believe in your other god, that other god. You're not uh pure, you're not good enough to uh sacrifice to our God, our Thor and, and uh Odin, you know. You can't uh qualify And the man who, the leading character, the man who brought uh, this Christian priest back to Scandinavia, (laughs) he he looks at his uh, friend, the priest, and he says, well, looks like your God came through for you. How about that? Anyway, I just get very, very excited when I see uh, pagan and Christian ideologies up against each other. Uh, at one point, King Eckberg shows the uh, Christian priest, a whole bunch, King Eckberg is an Englishman in Wessex, an English king, he shows this Christian priest, uh, Athelstan is his name, I love that character, all the old Roman art, uh, statues and the books and manuscripts these are the things that the Christian priest Atelstan had uh, worked on when he was a young monk back in the day, anyway uh, all that stuff, the Roman ruins and all the connections <laughs> there's wonderful scenes where King Ekberg is in uh, baths, Roman baths you know, Uh Sort of, uh, what is that? Curious. I hope that young people will be able to look at some of this stuff and see how, uh, in every age, so many things are the same, just a little different, you know. And how one age bleeds into the next. You never get a chance to start over fresh. You know, uh, it all melts together, you know, like <laughs> like ethnic groups and races. Anyway, uh, for a while back there, I was hooked on the Elizabethans. Uh, The Tudors, All the Wives of Henry VIII, that got a bit generic, but um, the death of Anne Boleyn was terrific, just as it was on a recent PBS show called Wolf Hall. Uh, That kind of collapsed at the end, but Wolf, all this wonderful portrait of Thomas Cromwell, uh, a terrific guy. And uh, the death of Anne Boleyn ends that show. Uh, I think it was four parts, three parts, four parts. I'm sure you can still get it on demand for PBS. It uh, was more realistic than any of uh, the other uh, Elizabethan uh, series. Definitely, definitely... Realism, kind of, kind of quiet, no melodrama. I think that's why I liked it. Uh, now, there's plenty of melodrama in the Borgias. That's Renaissance Italy, 1492. It starts out. Uh, uh, Columbus, you know, 1492. Um, he's leaving from Spain. Now, uh, there is a Spanish Pope, a Borgia, Alex. Yes, Alexander. Pope Alexander, Jeremy Irons, terrific, terrific part. Uh, He uh, looks around and he says, well, the Spanish are kicking out the Jews, uh, the Moors as well. Uh, Let's invite them all here to Rome. And, uh, you know, we'll ask, we'll ask for a little donation at the same time. Works out just fine. Uh, Corruption... It's a wonderful, wonderful show, The Borgias. Uh, Only a little bit of blood and guts. Actually, minimum, absolute minimum. Uh, Lucretia Borgia has a really nasty time with the first husband, but she wises up fast and she becomes a player very quickly. uh, I'm willing to watch The Borgias just for the costumes. Terrific. Uh, Anyway... uh, Going back even a little further in history, the 12th century, there's a show called Pillars of the Earth. It's, uh, most people saw it long ago, but it's still on the list of on-demand shows. And uh, I just love it because it's about the builders of the cathedrals, the great cathedrals, you remember. Uh, uh, Let's see, Eddie Redmayne, who's now a very popular award-winning actor, has a part in it. He's a young man who is a a sculptor. He's just learning, and he's going to be a master builder when Rufus Sewell is killed, and and, uh, Rufus Sewell is the master builder in the beginning of this show, and he tells these young men that the cathedrals will not be built in his lifetime, not be finished, probably, uh, and certainly... uh, he says there's a chance that it will be their children and grandchildren who will complete the cathedrals. We think of Chartres, the great cathedral out on the plain. The plains there, anyway. Uh, the fantasies. Uh, let's see, King Arthur. I think most people date that somewhere in the ninth century. We don't know, but Camelot, the fantasy Camelot, uh, with Uh, Arthur and Merlin, uh, Camelot stars, uh, Eva Green, one of my favorite Uh, (laughs) villainesses. She's so beautiful. Uh, She plays Morgan Le Fay in Camelot. Uh, I took a look the other day at a very old series called Angels in America. I think it was ten years ago that I was in love with that. It's Tony Kirshner's contribution to American culture. Uh it's about the AIDS epidemic and about Reagan and uh about Roy Cohen and American Decadence. It's a terrific show. It has the uh brilliant actress Mary Louise Parker. She plays a stoned out uh well, she's a Valium addict and she kind of lives in a dream world because she's married to a repressed homosexual. That 's a terrific show mary uh Louise Parker did a series called weeds uh on and on and on i don 't remember that I think that lasted two or three years. I loved it. She was a woman who uh had to learn to be a drug dealer when her husband died suddenly because she had a couple kids to take care of him she 's kind of a middle class woman, but <laughs> she winds up married to uh the uh boss of Mexican cartel, and never mind, uh, Weeds is f- kind of special, I would say, it's for, not for yuppies, um, uh, for those, um, those, let's call them sociopaths, who are willing to get by any way they can, but when the chips are down, they usually have a streak of decency in them, uh, uh, uh yeah, that's kind of like, uh, boardwalk empire another uh melodrama let's call it but it's uh all about crime and punishment along the atlantic seaboard um all the good and bad folks there uh politics and corruption 1920s then uh prohibition uh I, again, was crazy about it just because of the historical stuff. Uh, Acting is terrific. Boardwalk Empire, I think, we're due for another season. Uh, it just has all these textured characters. Uh, some really, really rotten crooks, you know. Uh, and some of them in very high office, yes. Anyway, uh, let's... The, I guess, my all-time number one favorite has to be Rome. And it's still there on demand. It's one of the classics now on HBO. I think it was just two seasons. 23 years, 23 hours, 24 hours. The the years there are, uh, let's see, 52 B.C., until the death of Julius Caesar. Let's say that it's from Julius Caesar's uh, triumphs in 52 B.C., then through to his assassination. Uh, What I loved about Rome especially was the roles for the women. They were usually somebody's mother. The uh, most, what shall we call her, the most uh, immoral, well, you know, the most... uh, Fun-loving woman in the show is the mother of Brutus. And uh, she has an affair with Mark Antony, which lasts for most of the show. He, of course, winds up with Cleopatra. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything better than Rome when it comes to a beautiful portrayal of what happens... When a republic, and it was a republic of sorts uh, until Julius Caesar, when a republic becomes an empire, lot of shifting and changes, and then, of course, following Julius Caesar was Augustus Caesar for 40-some-odd years, and then forever and ever the Roman Empire, which then morphed into... <laughs> <laughs> what is it, the Holy Roman Empire, and finally wound up being uh, the uh, the British uh, Empire, anyway, uh, I think that Rome, I'm almost ready to sit down and watch the whole thing over again, but it's a buddy movie, the two main characters, are these terrific soldiers. Uh, apparently, their names were found in history, the only two names uh, the writers could dig up. Uh, one of them is a conservative, very uh, straight-laced by-the-book fellow, and the other is a uh, an adventurer, <laughs> a very wicked guy. I loved him. Uh, he's, uh, what is it? He's dumb as a post when it comes to women, but... Uh, <laughs> when he finally finds one that he loves, it's terrific, uh, those actors, Ray Stevenson was my favorite, he played Pullo. Uh he actually in that show, winds up as the father of Caesarean, the child that Cleopatra, supposedly bore to Julius Caesar, now how's that, for a historical fantasy, anyway, uh, the one that I think I'll keep watching, although it's beginning to be kind of repetitive, is a marvelous show called Shameless. It's about an Irish family, the Gallaghers in Chicago. Uh The great actor William Macy plays the alcoholic father. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they stick together, but this is a show about... Uh, uh, we'll call them sociopaths. They survive. Whatever happens, they, they keep going. And, uh, you know, sometimes winding up in jail. But the characters in this are so funny and the style is to die for. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> oh, the death scene of William Macy's mother. Never mind. Uh, I think that one, you have to see it to believe it. It's, it's, uh, I guess I could say it's bawdy. Uh, it's scandalous. It's shameless. That's what it is. It's shameless. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think I had a couple more shows that I don't want you to uh, overlook. Uh, remember, the secret of television is to watch for ten minutes, and then if you realize that the thing is uh, written by... uh fools you must turn it off uh, there are a lot of documentaries uh, news magazine shows the only one that I like well too there's uh, one called vice it's a half hour expose it's on once a week and it is what we call hard hitting very young reporters um, I have some notes on the most recent uh, the most recent show uh, just chilling 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 it's about the uh, uh, the horrors in Uganda the laws about homosexuality I uh, think I'll have to save that for another day uh, but if you're interested check out Vice the second half of that half hour is all about uh, oh organ donors you know <laughs> whole villages called kidney villages uh in uh Bangladesh. Anyway, I think Bangladesh has the said the, the largest number of uh poverty is the poverty clusters in which the organ donation is kind of the what is that, uh, the um the first choice of <laughs> of you know, it's it's the uh the economies are run by the money these people get for uh, becoming spare parts for the rich. Uh, anyway, you might want to check out Oliver Stone's history of the United States. He tells the story the other way around. You know how that goes. Uh, anyway, I like some of the specials. Moms, Mabley and Gloria Steinem. She's over in Korea just at the moment, carrying on. Uh, the best is Susan Sontag. That was really the one that gave a, a feeling for the history of, uh, oh, let's call it the 70s. Oh, very, very good. Hard to, hard to profile a woman intellectual and make her sympathetic. Uh, let's see. Very best. The very best. Best play I saw. Not Designated Mourner. Let's see, Mike Nichols directed that. The very best, top of the list, is Sunset Limited. Sunset Limited, a two-man play starring Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel Jackson. Now, if you love Samuel Beckett, you'll be crazy about Sunset Limited. Talk about existential angst. These two guys are... Locked in a room together, you know, waiting for the Sunset Limited, the train, I suppose, train to hell, whatever it is. But uh, I sat at that front of that show writing down all the lines, all the pungent phrases. Uh, Sunset Limited is the one that I think I would like to buy. I think so, yes. I'm going to go and pay cash money for the DVD. And anyway... I don't oh, I've run out of time and I have, uh, the most important of all is a show, uh, important, the most remarkable. Uh, J.K. Rowling, she who is, uh, the author of the Harry Potter books, she has made more money than any other author in English literary history, uh, so she said, well, okay, she now was free to, uh, Right, what she wanted, and so uh, she thought that what she would do uh, is examine the ways in which a community uh, comes together. Now, the way um, she does it, the show is called "A Casual Vacancy." You can get it on demand on HBO, uh, and she she takes the local city council and shows you the corruption and the uh, <laughs> the wickedness. The wickedest of them all is Michael Gabon. Uh, it's, it's kind of a cruel show. But J.K. Rowling obviously uh, wanted to write a book for adults, and she's done it this time. I want to finish this review of uh, A Casual Vacancy next time. This has been Jennifer Stone. I'll be back on the air next Tuesday. At this same time, till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Here's another community-powered announcement from KPFA. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marin invites you to a Benefit Chamber Music Concert on Saturday, May 30th at 7 p.m. The program will feature works of 20th century female composer Rebecca Clark. Performers include soprano Amanda Morando, violist Milton Wong, and cellist Angus Duvall. The concert will be held at 240 Channing Way in San Rafael. Proceeds benefit the work of Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marin, including social and economic justice programs. This event is wheelchair accessible. For tickets and information, visit www.uumarin.org or call 415 479 4131. And you are tuned.